Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, family, for tuning in and for supporting the podcast. Um, nothing that we're doing on our end, but it's been uh, going very, very well as people continue to find out about us. And thank you for sharing. Um, I just want to mention um, in our recent fundraiser, uh, we are almost at our goal, meaning we have raised enough money to keep us going through the end of this year. You know, we are a listener-supported podcast and ministry here at Q90 FM, Stand Up for the Truth, and uh, you've been so great with the donations, and I want to thank you for that. So I'm not asking for money right now. You might think, well, that's kind of odd. No, we're blessed. We're, we're covered for almost the rest of 2022. What we need is prayer. We need your prayers. The spiritual warfare here has been off the charts, um, and I won't get into detail, but we're getting hit from just about every angle. And uh, we lost a full-time staff member, in fact, the producer of Stand Up For The Truth. Uh, now we're looking for other people, but uh, we are, are down to the smallest staff in the history of this radio station. And, um, I mean, seriously, less than half of what the amount of people we used to have. So we could use your prayers. Um, we're doing a lot with uh, much fewer. <laughs> That's an understatement. Just to let you know, we had like 13 or 14 people about five, ten years ago. Five years ago, I think, we had 12 staff members. Right now, we have five. And two of those are part-time. Three are full-time. So we are a very small staff, and we need prayer covering. So if you would do that when God puts it on your heart, and just be led by the Holy Spirit in how you can pray for us. So we really appreciate it. Um, before we get today's guest, and we are going to tackle the uncomfortable topic of uh, Christianity and ch- the church and politics, uh, meaning, quote, political issues, social, moral, biblical, right? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about education and government and how Christians are to live in this society and in, in a country like America, because there aren't a lot of specifics when it comes to what's in the Bible as far as uh, dealing with uh, all the things that are going on in our, our type of government and the the corporate world and education in entertainment, which we talked about yesterday with Pastor Joe Schimmel. Um, very good podcast on entertainment and the demonic agendas. But today, actually in part two today, let me just give you a teaser of where we're going. We're going to continue highlighting the transgender timeline, events and historical um, events that happened in our country since the 1950s. Yes, it goes back that far. Yes, we may have to address Alfred Kinsey and um, others. But anyway, we're going to continue that timeline, which we began, I believe, Monday. Monday, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that's in part two today. Uh, but right now, we're going to introduce to you, actually, she's been on the podcast twice before, Dran Reese, the founder and president of the Salt and Light Council, the content of character series, Judeo-Christian Caucus, Biblical Voter, and she's also an advocate for public school exit. She's helped develop and promote some of the best tools available to equip churches 
in this culture war that we are a part of here in America. Dran Reese, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you so much, David. I'm excited about being here. Well, Dran, thank you for your time and for all that you're involved in. I don't know how you do it with <laughs> all the things that you're you're uh, affiliated with and engaged in. Man, God bless you. You must be a great uh, manager of your time. But um, we met at Liberty Pastors, the Liberty Pastors Conference, a couple years ago in uh, Dallas. I know there are going to be four of them coming up. A lot of our audience, we've been getting new listeners from different parts of the country tuning in and finding out about Stand Up For The Truth podcast, and they don't know about Liberty Pastors. So I want to talk with you briefly to just let them know what it's about. Uh, we've had Paul Blair and Dan Fisher on our podcast many times here, and they are in Edmond, Oklahoma. They are at Faith, uh, not Faith, is it Fairview Baptist Church, but they put on these conferences for pastors to help inform them and equip them so they can better equip the flock, equip the saints. And uh, just your thoughts on Liberty Pastors, and then we'll talk about the upcoming events that they have. Dran? Well, I think it's a fantastic uh, program that's sweeping the nation, and there's four of these events that are coming up just this year. And I think if anybody's interested, they can go to libertypastors.com dot com and invite their pastor and for I believe it's it's now only ninety nine dollars. The pastor will get a four day, three night stay at a beautiful resort somewhere. In fact one of them's up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho mm-hmm. and another one in Austin, Texas. I mean just some beautiful resorts to take some time with their wives. But but the rea- but the but what they do here really is they come together with other pastors and have a a real meeting of the minds and talk about, um, you know, critical race theory, cultural Marxism, the COVID-19 and what it's done to our nation, economics, even the most recent issues like China and Ukraine. But all, all, how is the pastor supposed to view things like climate change and the Great Reset and, and global government? And all of this from a historical standpoint, taking us backwards in time to what a pastor uh, his role was intended to be in the community and the type of influence that he had with uh, Pastor Dan Fisher, who gets dressed up like one of the Black Robe Regiment and puts on this very short play. Yep. It's fascinating, yep. and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. They have some of the most amazing speakers uh, as well that they bring from all over the country. Uh, and it, it's a it's a fun event. Uh, it's, it's great learning, uh, and it's literally almost free. And yes. a pastor in America, if they really care about this country, would really show up to this event. So I urge them, your listeners, to go to libertypastors.com and sign up. And make sure you tell them Dran sent you. <laughs> yes, I'm so and thankful. David, Dran and David. Yeah, yeah, Dran and David. Yeah, we, we've uh, been there. I've been to a couple of them. And, guys, it is phenomenal. You need to tell your pastor about Liberty Pastors Training Camp. That's what they call it. Um it was a catalyst in my life, the first one I went to. The second one was wonderful. That's where I got to interview you. And um, I, we interview Alex Newman quite frequently, but it's, it was great to see him in person there in Dallas. But uh, that first conference was a catalyst in my life at a time where I was feeling like a lone ranger and just just was really uh, needing the encouragement and the edifying and the information that I got there was it was just wonderful but and also I'm so proud to say that my own pastor a year later went to I believe the one in Texas 
Uh, Kevin Minsky of Christ the Rock in Depeer, Wisconsin, D-E-P-E-R-E, Christ the Rock Church. Kevin Minsky went, and I'm so proud of him. And he's such a, an amazing Bible teacher anyway. But now he's combining the incredible Bible teacher, teaching and the knowledge that he has and his commitment to teach the whole counsel of God with trying to help the congregation understand what's going on outside of church walls in our culture, our government, and the school system. So Dran Reese today, oh, by the way, there's um, there's a couple training camps coming up I want to mention briefly, uh, July 24 through 27 in St. Louis, August 29 through 31 in Austin, Texas, September 29 through tw- tw- uh, 19 through 21 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the Coeur d'Alene, Iowa in October 16 through 19. So libertypastors.com. Please, friends, get your pastor this information. He, You will never be disappointed. You won't, won't be disappointed. So, Dran Reese, um, you're going to be speaking at these, and you bring in some emphasis on the school system and also churches registering voters. So educating, educating, educating. So where do you want to start today? I've got your brochure in front of me here, just for our newer listeners that aren't as familiar with the Salt and Light Council. Well, uh, to follow through with Liberty Pastors, one of the goals at this event is for pastors to know how to protect their flock in, in today's hostile environment, you know, as they're trying to boldly engage in the culture. Mm with the truth of Jesus Christ. And that's where we come in, because our ministry, uh, we have a suite of ministries, and you mentioned them at the beginning, and they're all under the banner of the Salt and Light Council. You, the people, your folks can look that up, Salt and Light Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, dot org. But the reason for these suite of ministries is because they're a support system to the church. And one of the ministries, the Salt and Light, the flagship, is about uh, the pastor now understanding that he can't do this alone. I mean, he can speak from the pulpit, but if he doesn't get an actively engaged congregation, what good is the the uh, influence of that church in the community? Mm. So it's critical now yes. that the pastor appoint a leader in the church and that there be a leader in every church that runs a scriptural and biblical salt and light biblical citizenship ministry. And what that ministry does, basically, is start with a key core of our faith, which is to pray for the elected officials and authority above us. But then from there, to get educated, because we are such a lost society, even our adults now really don't understand how to be a witness for Jesus Christ in government, Mm -hmm. media, education, all these cultural fields that have been politically corrected to death, you know, have turned Marxist on us. So it's a whole new world that we're in, and we've got to train the congregation to be bold witnesses because we're losing our influence in culture because we have, you know, sort of sat down on our blessed assurance <laughs> and not really been involved. <laughs> and now it's time for us to step up before uh, we don't have the United States of America anymore. And this is a great warning to the people who are listening. It's really happening. Mm-hmm. And so when you mentioned your pastor went to these events, it's really exciting. He needs to take the next step now, and that is for himself to appoint a leader in your church. Yes. And... And maybe that's you, David, and to lead this ministry. So the next time you and I are talking, we're talking from a position of strength mm-hmm. and understanding and wisdom. How this this ministry put, is put into action it, within your church, it has to be localized. We can't expect to change the whole world all at once because that's how Marxism works. It slowly marches itself through all the institutions and 
you know, corrupts them. Mm-hmm. One, pretty much one teacher, one pastor, one, you know, person, one child at a time. And they've done a phenomenal job. And our job is to reverse that by recognizing their tactics, uh, basically, uh, you know, canceling them in the name of Jesus and having the boldness of a lion that we are destined to have. And that's why one of the things that we did, uh, and this is new, I think, David, since I saw you, I, I got a new website address to make it easy for people to understand and get to all of our ministries. Oh, cool. and we call it Bra- Brave Salt. Brave? Brave. Brave Salt. Be brave, but Brave Salt. Because we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But that name, Brave Salt, is a very encouraging name for people, easy to find, takes you to our suite of ministries, Brave Salt, where your folks can uh, join our training. We have uh, two trainings coming up for Salt and Light. Actually, we're doing trainings every month now because there's a remnant out there of pastors who are ready to step in, and they're willing to put themselves and their church on the line for the sake of our country. Yes. And you know what? You're not putting anything really on the line because what have we got to lose if we don't do it all for the Lord? Mm-hmm. I want to mention, yep, Salt and Light, by the way, bravesalt.com. You are a 501c3. Uh, People that that donate, obviously, can get a deduction if they would like on their taxes. But that's not the the, the reason you do what you do. You do what you do because you see the declining morality in the country and the, the decay of culture, and Christians are responsible. In fact, you've got a quote in your brochure by Charles Finney, who in 1873 said, If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away. The pulpit is responsible for it. And I would agree with Charles Finney. And unfortunately, we've had uh, too many pastors ducking the issues of sin, repentance, holiness, God's holiness, his judgment. Of course, God is love. But there's a much more balanced message we need to be sharing and warning people, especially Christians in the church who have now fallen into this, uh, well, your best life now theology, which is not biblical. Dran, your thoughts on that? Well, Marxism has infused itself into the seminaries of America. So our pastors are walking away from those courses, Mm. uh, not understanding how to preach the full gospel, meaning we're to be in all the world, not a portion. How how is it that we we decide, ah, we're not supposed to be involved in politics? We're not supposed to be involved in media, or we're, we're not supposed to be involved in the education of our children. That was a satanic attack on our pastors and churches, and it has been happening through some laws called the uh, Wall of Separation back in 1948 and then the Johnson Amendment, all uh, that were unintended to silence pastors, but actually did, and the pastors fell for it, thinking, you know, there is something, you know, something wrong with speaking up from the pulpit on these issues. Here's the real truth of the matter. It was not a constant, none of those uh, bills that were passed in those days were constitutional amendments. They were voice votes. They were intended for other purposes, especially the Johnson Amendment. And it is time for pastors to get up from the pulpit and start preaching the truth. And government is the truth. Remember, there's two, look, we're our own first self-government. Okay, we, you and I, the first form of government is yourself. Yep. You learn to restrain yourself. Thank Jesus we have the Bible that gives us the rules for how to restrain ourselves. If you don't have scripture in your life and understand 
how to obey God's precepts, ordinances, and commands, you're going to be a lawless person. So that's what's happening in society because we've taken the Bible out of every one of the institutions. That's where that separation of church and state went very, very bad. It, what what should be separated is the government out of the church, not the church out of government. Yes. So our job here is to reverse all that and get pastors back to being the bold pastors that they're supposed to be and start training up. Now, I call them missionaries in a weird sort of way, even though, you know, that's a, a big name for some people who just want to jump into government. But that's really what we're doing is training up people inside the church to go right back into government and take it over and take back what they can. And that's if we can do it at this point. Now, you and I talked earlier a little bit about the education system of America. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's one of the most critical points, turning points in our country, the education of our children, because right now you're seeing the fruits, the bad fruit of the uh, teaching of our children yes. uh, out in the public square. They're now so confused about their their gender. They don't know whether they're a male or a female. They don't. They're having sex well before their years. They're being attacked on every front in public schools. Yes. I uh, become almost a criminal institution, abusive to our children. Our kids don't know whether they're coming or going anymore. They're being introduced to all sorts of ideologies well before their years. They can't process it, so it's causing mental instability. That's what's called social-emotional learning. And then they're adding in this, uh, you know, comprehensive sex ed and critical race theory. It, it's so mind-numbing that you're having these events like Uvalde where kids just don't know whether they're coming or going, and, 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 and you're having mass shootings. So our kids are under attack. And why did all of this happen? Because the church did not understand what Scripture said about training up your own children in the way they should go homeschooling and and private Christian education and church schooling was the norm in America. Mm-hmm. But there was a whole Marxist system that came in uh, in the 1800s and said, oh, 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 hey, we have a really good plan. Let's try to take over the education of America's kids. You know, it's going to be a long process, but we can get rid of that Christianity in the school. And by golly, it's gone. It's out. You can't even mention Christianity in school. They want to get rid of Christmas and call it winter nights, and all (laughs) other sorts of um, insanity. And as Christians, this, 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 we let this happen, and now if we want to see America survive and thrive, we've got to at least start with one of the institutions that could have greater impact in the future, and I believe it's our children. We need to get them out of public schools. So if you can't fix a broken system, if you, you get in it to try to stop the, you know, plug the dike, so to speak. Yes. And that's where I think, you know, churches getting into government could plug the dike. But while you're plugging that dike, you get the kids into a biblical worldview education, into the loving arms of the pastors and the parents who will be the ones who will love their children and set them on a right path emotionally, uh, spiritually, mentally. These kids will be smarter, more well-adjusted than anyone and, and at least do that to try to save our nation for the next generation. Dran Reese is our guest today, the Salt and Light Council, bravesalt.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about public school exit. Yes, the homeschooling movement seems to be booming like never before for all kinds of reasons. We'll talk about why and how, how you can get more information on that. And plus, we'll get to the transgender timeline. We'll continue that. 
on the next segment of Stand Up For The Truth podcast. Keep it right here. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Dran Reese is our guest today all the way from California talking about BraveSalt.com. Where you can get connected to the Salt and Light Council and the Biblical Voter and Public School Exit. We're going to talk about public schools in a minute. We've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast as education is such an important topic. And more parents are waking up, attending school board meetings, pulling their kids out of the government-run uh, system that is hostile toward Christianity. But before we do that, Dran, let's talk about Biblical Voter because that's so important to get Christians off the bench and into the game. Well, if we don't vote, then our voice is not being heard, bottom line. And our vote goes down in history, even our our lack of voting. We have our population right now, we have about 90 million eligible Christians that can vote, but only but 39 million of them don't even bother to vote. Wow. And and really in any election over 5 million voters can make a difference in any election. But Here's the problem with even those statistics. Of the ones that do vote, which is, you know, roughly, uh, what, 41%, 41 million that do vote, only 25% of them have a biblical worldview. Oh, That's pretty alarming yes. that they don't vote with their values. So they have people in churches who are voting for parties that are willing to literally rip babies out of the womb limb by limb without any anesthetics. And even uh, offer infanticide, which is a bill that is here in California, where the baby after it's born, oh, let's say in a month after the baby's born, you don't want it, you can kill it and get away with it. This is, this is the insanity of one of the political parties. And I say, if you're going to be a Christian, you need to get right before the Lord in all manner. And that means aligning, as it says in Psalm 1, don't stand in the way of the sinner or sit in the seat of the mocker because you'll be held accountable for your vote. So we have with BiblicalVoter.com all your local and uh, federal voter guides for your state. You can just go into state voter guides, look up your state, and you'll know who has our Christian values. So we make it easy for Christians to get right before the Lord, but get out there and vote as a first step in doing your your uh, duty before God. That's Yeah, amen. I mean, we've let it go. We've uh, fallen away from interest, and we're so busy in America with everything else, especially entertainment. I call it the United States of Entertainment. And um, it's just sadly, the church has not engaged in the political process. Like two examples, Dran. You're out there in California. I'm in Wisconsin. Look at our governors. Our governors are radically against the biblical worldview, and they make no apologies for the for the policies that they push on the entire state so elections have consequences. Please continue your thoughts on this. Well, I think there's a a massive takeover of America. They don't ever want Christians or one of the parties to ever be in a position of power ever again because this is part of a global reset. Mm -hmm. And your, your audience better wake up to that, that what you're experiencing right now, these high gas prices, these high food costs, immigrants just flooding into our country, left and right, that are criminals, getting access to all the funding from uh, from our, uh, you know, government coffers, which you as a taxpayer are really paying for, ruining the middle class so that small businesses through COVID and whatnot are shut down, put out of business. All of this is a strategy to destroy the United States of America. Wake up, people, 
And the only, and all of this election fraud you heard about and one party saying, oh, there was no election fraud. Yeah, nothing so to see you here. You can really pin it down to fraudulent Dominion voting machines and all of this kind of interconnecting and woven in with China mm-hmm. that our, the soul of America has been sold out to communism. And if you really stop and look at it, there isn't a product that we can buy anymore that doesn't have the label China on it. Something, and all of us are struggling to find out the exact details, who's who in the zoo. But we know that the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, uh, Gates and Soros and a whole bunch of these guys are all in collusion with one of the political parties that is bamboozling America and saying, we're the party that supports the poor. Yeah, they, they want to keep you poor. Poor as as dirt for the rest of your life so that you're dependent on the government for every piece of sustenance instead of the brave and courageous country that we were when we got found to where people were entrepreneurs and got out there and worked for themselves. You know, it's, it's sinister. I could go on and on. <laughs> yes, no, but thank you for addressing that. I'll just say it because I write about it in my recent book. I, I exposed the left in a, my book, Canceling Christianity, and I talk about how they have really taken over the major institutions in America, just like Antonio Gramsci prophesied. He was the one that said it's got to be a gradual, uh, 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 really a, a progressive march through the major institutions in America in order to break down the walls of Christianity, biblical Christianity, over the generations. And they have been successful. That was in the late 1800s, I believe, when he came out with his prison notebooks. But back to what's happening in America uh, now we've got, in addition to the government that's been corrupted and hijacked, we've got the one party, meaning the Democrat uh, media, the big tech media conglomerate. And they are now not reporting the truth. They are not, they're censoring believers, conservatives, Republicans, and even independent voices who just want to hear both sides. That's no longer taking place in America. And this is called propaganda or communist policy, isn't it, Dran? It sure is, and uh, folks, beware. That's all I can say is that turn off uh, CNN and MSNBC for sure, because I guarantee you that there is a sinister plot behind them. Fox News is having some difficulties. Right now I'm enjoying mostly uh, Newsmax. They certainly have been tackling this uh, public school issue and the transgender issue, and I'm proud of them for that because it's a very difficult topic. Yes. And then you can get a lot of new media uh, off of the Internet, but whatever you do, open your spirit to hear both sides of the issue mm-hmm. and um, allow yourself to... to uh, you know, it's it's hard to hear evil or bad and about, you know, human trafficking and the abuse to our children. And, and it's hard to hear it all the time. But, you know, if you want to be effective and you want to know the, the level that the other side will go to to have power and money and use you for it, mm-hmm. your body now has become... A, a tool for them to experiment on, and they're after your personal operating system, your body. And through all these vaccination COVIDs and more vaccinations and boosters and this, that, and the other thing, you're an, ex- in, in my, you know, it's not in my humble opinion, but it's in the uh, authority of many medical uh, doctors that have already said this, an experiment an experiment. They're trying to kill off a great majority of the population without you really knowing it mm-hmm. uh, or believing that that's really happening. You're being deluded. 
you're being deluded and you need to wake up and start fighting back and refuse to accept the the garbage news and then follow it like a lemming. Get out and start thinking for yourself critically. And yes. that's what we do over here at Salt and Light and Brave Salt. Yes, we are encouraged in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And we need to protect the children of this nation. Uh, we've got to extend this segment a little bit, Dran. I, I uh, know you have a few more minutes, so thank you. Um, we want to talk about public school exit. It's very important. And I'm looking at the, the board and people that are involved with it. Uh, I, we've had so many of them on our podcast. You, of course, Alex Newman, a frequent guest, Pastor Paul Blair. We've had Sam Sorbo, Duke Pesta, Dan Smithmick, Smithwick with the Nehemiah Institute, Brad Dacus. Uh, so many of them, great people that are involved in publicschoolexit.com. We are saying, yes, the school system as it stands cannot be redeemed, and so your children must be protected. So, Dran, tell us whatever you'd like to tell us about public school exit. Well, first I want to assure all the teachers out there who are very confused about what's going on and and the uh, the lesson plans that have been forced on them to mm, teach. Yes. Uh, this is all coming from a federal level. This is not a state level. So there's something going on with the National Education Association, who, by the way, uh, makes teachers learn Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. They have to they have to read that book, which was dedicated to Lucifer. Yeah. And this is right on their. Uh, I don't know if it's still on their website, but it used to be. I have a <clears> screenshot of it. It's horrible what they're trying to teach these teachers. Plus, I heard you mention Alfred Kinsey. Yep. Their teachers are exposed to pure pornography so that they can teach our kids pornography in the public schools. The point being is that if parents out there have little children and they're paying attention to what's going on in the public school, and I mean parents start paying attention to what these kids are learning, you will lose your kids forever. If you're a Christian parent, there is no, not one public school is allowed to teach Christianity or a biblical worldview, That's nor right. the Ten Commandments. Folks, Amazing. you are putting them into, right, you're putting them into literally a gulag to have their brains scrubbed, to have their minds worked on. They will never, you know, and Hitler, Stalin, and uh, Lenin all said the same thing, you know, just give me one generation of the youth and I'll transform for a new world order. And boy, oh boy, we've been just handing our kids over to a Marxist system. We've got to get our kids out and, you know, and there's a lot of alternatives. And that's where we want to come in and help people. So if there's any parents listening, public school exit, publicschoolexit.com is a robust website which yes. uh, shows parents how simple and easy it is to homeschool as, an, as a first alternative, as a first alternative. But there are some private Christian schools, and you do have to be careful now of even Christian schools. Yes. Uh, and you have to be careful of anything, but we're here to help you and ferret through all of this. We have a consultation call on Friday that you can sign up for. Any parent, any pastor, we want to open up uh, every church in America that's worth their salt to have a um, uh, homeschool or alternatives in education, and we can counsel any of the churches out there and how to get that program started. So many good programs are out there, and, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of it, but here, here's, our kids are in danger in the public school. They will never, ever get a biblical worldview. So what good is it to send your kids to a 
a public school is going to have them captive for six to eight hours a day. By the way, homeschooling is about two to three hours a day. Look at how much fun you can have with your kids. <laughs> yes. I homeschool. You can play golf in the afternoon or whatever <laughs> you like to do. You don't have to be, you know, like these kids are just being funneled around. It's like, you know, they're little performance kids. You know, there's an obedience training for full self-control with these kids. But they're being exposed to transgenderism in girls' sports and bathrooms and locker rooms. And now one in four of our kids are, by before they get to the age, between 12 and 17, are now considered themselves gender nonconforming. Or How LGBTQ, yes. Yes, the yeah, recent Barna right. research, Dran, says 39% of youth, I believe it, I believe it was under uh 35 years old, either under 30 or under 35 years old, 39%, that's almost 40% of this age group considers themselves identifying with LGBTQ. They're confused. They're want, they do it for popularity, for, some for attention. Others are truly con- confused or deceived. But I want to move on here. There, you guys on your public school exit Facebook page posted a phenomenal interview that I actually saw on TV. I believe it was on one of the Christian uh, networks on TV. Alex Newman was interviewed by Kirk Cameron on uh, Kirk's new program, Takeaways. It was a phenomenal interview. Uh, that, that Alex Newman, basically the message, God entrusted your children to you. And we love Alex, but, um, I want to get your take. Um, Kirk Cameron is launching uh, a new pro, or a new movie that's uh, going to be in theaters June 13 and 14 only. It's called The Homeschool Awakening. And man, he has come under fire, taken flack from the left. Uh, because he's saying that uh, the public schools are America's enemy number one. They've become inc- incubators for far-left progressive agendas, critical race theory, gender ideology, 1619 Project. Have you heard of the um, Homeschool Awakening um, movie, Dran? Yes, there have been several movies that have come out, and there the, the movie trailers are on the homepage of our website. We uh, are either in those movies or... Yeah, we're actually in all those movies. Uh, <laughs> Alex Newman is, yep. is our executive director, and so he's being interviewed. So Public School Exit is very involved in all these things. What's happening is there is a uh, movement to rescue our children by by all sorts of people out there, and, and, and Kirk Cameron is one that has joined the movement. He, too, homeschooled, mm-hmm. just, uh, such as all the rest of us, and know how easy, simple, and loving, and fun, and exciting it is to homeschool your own kids because they at least turn out normal, healthy, well-balanced, um, and their performance and their education on testing and whatnot is so much better than what you wind up with. Kids right now in the public schools at and high school levels cannot even read at a fourth grade level. Mm. What kind of, why would you send your kids to an institution that's going to dumb your kids down and make them dumber than a doornail? Here, here's the point. We can try to reform the public schools, and there are some good people that are getting involved in trying to run for school board and take over the school boards in their communities. Well, in selected areas that might be, you know, a doable situation, we applaud people that want to go out of their way to uh, to do that. But the reality is, is that you can't stop the standards, the national education standards, from being implemented at any school because they hold them hostage. You want your government money? You're going to play by our rules. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you might get a temporary stay on a few subjects, but again, you're never going to give your children a real solid biblical worldview, ever. 
you might your that school system might do an okay job, but they're still going to walk away and still maybe go into a college. And by the time these kids are, you know, eighteen, twenty years old, you've lost them forever, mm. forever. Wow. So as it's our it's our job, right, to not expose our kids to dangers in this world. And right now, we're putting them into um, a system yep. that is teaching sex and gender identity. And it's just yeah, so evolution. Evolution. They're teaching that there is no God and that they are just accidents of nature and on and on and on. So, Dran, we've got two minutes left with you. So what sure. do you guys have a newsletter or something that you send out to people's email inboxes? Well, we have different newsletters, so your listening audience would want to sign up for whatever matters to them. There's, of course, Biblical World, uh, Biblical Voter. If you want voter tools, sign up for that newsletter. If you want public school exit and information on how to get your kids out and how to, you know, be in regular communications with us, we're one-on-one with people all over the country, and we want to talk to your people one-on-one and get to know them. Uh, that's publicschoolexit.com. If you want to, if you are ready to to help your church get in the game w- now and forever, there's Salt and Light Council. You want to sign up for that. You get several emails from us, but it's worth your time yes. because we are one of the premier websites, uh, premier organization in the country that are actually making a difference at the grassroots level. Yes, thank you, Dran. It's amazing uh, all that you do and. You've homeschooled your kids. Um, you're the founder of Salt and Light Council, uh, content of character series, which is great, uh, biblical voter, public school exit. I thank you for allowing God to use you and your passions and with all your energy and, and gifts he's given you to really be influential. That's what being salt and light is. It's being influential for Jesus Christ and godliness and righteousness in our culture. That means outside of church walls. Uh, Dran, thanks for your time. Have a great day. Time at the uh, Liberty Pastors conferences coming up. God bless you, sister. Thank you so much, David. God bless you too. Thank you. When we come back, we'll talk about a the continuation of the trans timeline. We've got to talk about some history, so you have a better understanding of how we got here and some recent events that are in the media. You're just going to say, "All right, how much further could we decline?" Well, we've got to address these things, and we'll do that next on Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So a Christian book publisher, Erdman's, unfortunately caves, so another one bites the dust. They have endorsed Pride Month with an LGBT reading list. That's right. I mean, at home, this was decades ago. I've got an Erdman's Bible Dictionary. They're a Christian book publisher, but Christian no longer means Christian in our culture anymore. And this is sad. Over in the sports world, the World Swimming Coaches Association laid out a proposal recently in regards to addressing the issue of transgender swimmers. Their solution, you ready? Create a separate division for trans swimmers. That way, men would not be competing against women. Uh, That's their solution. So... Uh, let me go back now. We started, I believe, Monday in the second half of the podcast and talked about how we got here. We went back to 1952 on this transgender timeline of events, historical events. The groundwork of this LGBTQ plus agenda was laid decades and decades ago. Here's just a couple examples and we'll jump back into this. Um, 
Christine Jorgensen was a trans celebrity in 1952. She was the first American to have a, quote, sex change. Jump to the next decade, 1966, physician Harry Benjamin published The Transsexual Phenomenon. It was a book that outlined how people could, quote, transition medically. 1972, next decade, Sweden became the first country to legalize, quote, gender reassignment surgery. And now if we go to uh, my book, uh, Redefining Truth, I've got plenty of information on this transgender timeline, but I want to quote Pastor John MacArthur, who said, to ignore evil is to encourage it. To keep quiet about it is to help promote it. The verb translated as expose from Ephesians, Ephesians 5.11 can also carry the idea of reproof, correction, punishment, or discipline. We are to confront sin with intolerance. Unfortunately, many Christians are barely able to keep their own spiritual and moral houses in order that they do not have the discernment, inclination, or power to confront evil in the church or in society at large. I'm holding in my hand now a photo from Nat Geo, National Geographic. Uh, put, they put this out. This was five years ago. Um, it's, it's of, it looks like if you're just looking at this, just glancing at it, it looks like, um, um, well, I don't know, a, a, a guy and her dot, his daughter. Um, the guy is maybe uh, 40 years old. The daughter looks like 16. Um, but it's actually a woman and her son in their hands. Now let me describe the woman. She's got very, very short, uh, butch blonde hair. She's got a T-shirt on it with the uh, rainbow uh, symbol. And in her hand, she's holding up a picture of herself. Now, she looks like a man because she is transitioning. She's holding a picture of herself looking like, I guess, maybe 20 years old with long, blonde hair, beautiful woman. And she's standing next to her son who's got long, blonde hair, is wearing lipstick, and is holding a picture of himself when he was, uh, it looks like, eight years old. And here's what Nat Geo says. Sometimes our children lead the way. Corey, who is 14, socially transitioned from boy to girl in the past few years. She, now that's a lie, right? But it says she gave her mom, Eric, and now, uh, or Erica, right? Erica, now uh, he goes by Eric. Uh, she goes by Eric. She gave her mom the courage to begin her own transition. They are moving in opposite directions, but toward their true selves. And that's another lie, isn't it? First of all, as Christians, who do we identify as? We are child, children of God, Christ followers. As Christians, we are ambassadors for him. We are new creations in Christ. That's our first identity. Um, so let's go now to the trans timeline that we talked about. And let's jump to 1975. Minneapolis became the first city to pass a law prohibiting discrimination against transgender people. And that, that definition of discrimination keeps getting broader and broader. Um, 1977, Renee Richards, formerly Richard Raskind, sued the U.S. Tennis Association for the right to play professional tennis as a woman. And he won the case in the New York Supreme Court. That was 1977. 
So what we're seeing in the schools, in the culture, on social media, and everywhere else, in Hollywood, on the LTB, LGBTQ push, and, and Disney, and all these corporations, this is nothing new. It didn't just happen overnight. How about uh, 1986? The activist Louis Sullivan founded FTM International. What does FTM stand for? Female to male. And 1987, the American Psychiatric Association added gender identity disorder as a classification for transgender people. Uh, 1992, the first international conference on transgender law and employment policy was held in Houston. 1992, laying the groundwork legally for lawyers uh, for the transgender movement. 1995, the grandmother of the transgender movement, Phyllis Fry, F-R-Y-E, um, and Ricky Ann Wilkins, creator of the advocacy group Gender Pack, held the first transgender lobbying day in Washington, D.C. during the Clinton administration. And Fry would eventually become the nation's first openly transgender judge in Houston. Uh, 1999, a very influential movie in Hollywood that put, they put out called Boys Don't Cry was based on, it was a true story of Tina Brandon, Brandon Tina, who struggled with an identity crisis and was murdered in Nebraska in 1993. Sad story. I detail it in my book, uh, Redefining Truth. But Hollywood did it a, just a disservice to promote that lifestyle. Uh, 2002, the Transgender Law Center was founded to change law, policy, and attitudes. Um, it's San Francisco-based, of course, quote, civil rights organization. 2004, San Francisco hosted the first trans march. 2006, the first transgender woman was elected to Hawaii's Board of Education. 2008, University of Toledo, Ohio, Crystal Dixon was fired after writing a column comparing homosexual rights to noble civil rights movement, uh, now black Christian. Uh, she argued that those choosing to embrace a homosexual lifestyle are not civil rights victims, and she was fired. Uh, she appealed her case to the U.S. Supreme Court, and a three-judge panel of the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against her, stating that the school's interest in promoting its value, values and policies outweighed her free speech. So, if you're, even if you're black, if you're a Christian, you do not have those free speech rights to speak into these issues when it comes to LGBTQ uh, agenda. So now, in 2008, America's Next Top Model featured a transgender, transgender contestant. In 2000 and Nine, Chastity Bono, Chaz, as uh, the name is changed, right? Announced her transi transition to the public. Uh, Chaz Bono. How about 2010? What happened? Well, President Obama, the most LGBTQ-friendly uh, president in our history, uh, boasted the first presidential transgender appointee. So that was 2010. Uh, technical advisor. Uh, with the Commerce Department. Um, I forgot one. A um, Silverton, Oregon, uh, Stu Rasmussen was elected mayor, the first openly transgender mayor in the country. That was 2008. Now jump to 2012 in Arkansas. 
An Arkansas transgender student fought and won the right to use the ladies' washroom. That was 2012, 10 years ago, saying the state recognizes him as a woman since he legally changed his name. He now goes by Jennifer. And he did not have surgery, by the way, to complete the, quote, transition. But he said, I feel like I should be treated equally as a woman because that's what I'm transitioning into. So what you identify as is more important than reality is what one of the themes here is. By the way, the the documentary, What is a Woman by Matt Walsh, it is phenomenal. Go to the Daily Wire, thedailywire.com. What is a woman? It is absolutely astounding. We'll talk more about that in the days to come. We're going to try to get Matt Walsh on the podcast to talk about it. But 2012, the Miss Universe pageant opened competition to transgender contestants. That was 10 years ago. 2013, the the American Psychiatric Association was pressured to update its manual of mental disorders and replaced the term gender identity disorder with, quote, gender dysphoria. And 2014, under President Obama, the Department of Health and Human Services reversed a Medicare policy that was in place since 1991. So Medicare must now cover sex reassignment surgery. 2014, Laverne Cox became the first transgender person to appear on the cover of Time magazine and was nominated for an Emmy. 2014, Obama's Justice Department Attorney General Eric Holder declared the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1990, I'm sorry, 1964, also applied to claims of discrimination based on gender identity. 2015, who can forget, Bruce Jenner, now Caitlin, became the most high-profile face of the transgender movement as he changed his name to Caitlin, and Jenner was, of course, an Olympic gold medalist, author, actor, reality television star, discussed his transition in an article in Vanity Fair, and then Glamour Magazine named him Woman of the Year. ESPN named him the Arthur Ashe, gave him the Arthur Ashe Courage Award at the ESPY Awards. And uh, Caitlin, who legally changed his name so we can call him Caitlin, um, is, he's now saying it is unfair for biological males to compete against young girls or women in women's sports. So talk about the moral confusion there, the relativism on steroids that we're experiencing, right? It is really astounding, but it it is sad, friends. But we need to know how to respond to this. We're only up to 2015, and we're running out of time. Um, Obama was the first U.S. president to mention transgender people in a State of the Union address, saying that's why we denied, I'm sorry, he said that's why we defend free speech and we advocate for people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. And And Harvard University um, they expanded the number of pronouns student, students could use to identify as a transgender. They state a preference for whatever, Z, her, his, them, they, theirs. So Harvard, you can now register if you're a college freshman as any uh, one of, I don't know how many pronouns or gender ideology there. So 2015, Obama, again, the Pentagon, lifted a ban on military service by transgender people by allowing them to openly serve. And thanks to to both Obama and Biden administrations, the U.S. military has been gutted and weakened. Um, But we're only at 2016 now. Um, Let's see. We need to just skip. That that one's way too long. How about 2017? The Cub Scouts 
finally gave in to LGBT activist pressure and a young girl from New Jersey who identifies as a boy and goes by the name of Joe won a court case and now can go on camping trips with the boys. So now Boy Scouts allow uh, children in their programs based on the gender listed on the application rather than on their birth certificate. And let's see, are we going to, yeah, we're going to have to, um, Cub Scouts, yeah, I think Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts have some issues as well. Of course, they support Planned Parenthood and um, sell those delicious cookies and support abortion. Anyway, that is your, that, these are selected e- historical events you can look up. They're documented on the transgender timeline to bring us to where we are. Let's just mention Linda Linda um, Harvey's comment on this. She said about how the rainbow has been hijacked. Now, Linda Harvey of Mission America, she said, remember, when you see the proud rainbows on the streets and nudity and and debauchery and perversion, remember this is God's symbol. It's really a flagrant trademark violation, she says. The rainbow belongs to Jesus. Think about the Christians who have been harassed, fired, stripped of business ownership, called every name in the book, and ridiculed, including teenagers. Think about the agenda that believes teenage girls having double mastectomies of healthy breasts and teen boys being castrated is, quote, being who you are, or as National Geographic said, being true to who you are. And that those who object to this and want to protect children are hateful bigots. She says we cannot allow them to take America. So step out and act, folks, but be wise. And that's from Linda Harvey at Mission America. So um, you can get more of this information. Uh, we, we talked to Dran Reese about some of these things. Uh, go to Alex Newman's sites, uh, The New American, Liberty Sentinel. Go to publicschoolexit.com. You can check out my book, Redefining Truth. That's That was a majority of that book. A lot, big part of it was the medical um, profession's response to transgender ideology. And the transgender timeline is highlighted in there. Uh, just thank you guys so much for your prayers for this ministry and for just keeping us going. It's because of you um, and just you're getting in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we've got new guests coming up. We're always trying to squeeze in uh, new uh, guests and pastors. Monday, we've got Russ Miller. Tuesday, we've got Pastor Jim Garlow. Alisa uh, Childers. Wednesday, Pastor Chris Quintana. On Thursday, Jay Siegert of the Starting Point Project on Friday. We've got my pastor the following week, Kevin Minsky, Todd Nettleton, Voice of the Martyrs, Pastor Andy Woods, J.B. Hickson, Gary Kaw, Natasha Crane. So many wonderful guests. And because of your support, we're moving. We're pressing on, friends. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>